And we're live. Welcome again uh, to LinkedIn for Lawyers. We are a show where attorneys share true stories of client acquisition, how they got clients and referrals from LinkedIn. Today's guest is Massimo D'Angelo. Before we get to Massimo, I'll tell you a little bit about the show. My name is Bikram Rajan. I am the host and co-founder of Video Socials, a video blogging and podcast promo platform where lawyers and accountants, coaches, and consultants come together in our meetings to record their videos together, fun and done. You can watch this podcast just about every week live on LinkedIn, as well as Facebook and YouTube at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can go to videosocials.net slash watch LFL for LinkedIn for lawyers. Watch LFL and it'll stream there as well. Uh, you'll be able to listen to this show and prior shows on all the four main podcast platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and there are a couple of others that I've left out, but those are the four main ones. So definitely subscribe, review, download, do all that fun stuff. I'd love to hear from you guys uh, listening and watching the show. And it's I do the show because I like to get to know attorneys who have actually been able to make LinkedIn work as opposed to me kind of teaching the do's and don'ts of what should be done. It's great to hear from those who are actually benefiting from the platform directly. Massimo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Vikram. And, and thank you and your team, everyone over at Video Socials for having me on and uh, having me be part of this discussion. Uh, so thank you for that. So tell us a little bit more about your practice at Ackerman and, um, and yeah, how you got started in that area. Sure. I am a uh, partner uh, over at Ackerman. Um, we have offices all across the country, and I uh, am mainly a, a real estate litigator, although I also do uh, commercial transactional work, uh, as well as being a, a somewhat of a generalist, a commercial litigator. Uh, do a lot of litigation, complex lease issues, um, and, and anything really stemming from real property. So it, runs, it really runs the gamut. My practice is uh, um, pretty diverse. Justine, how did you get into this world? So I, uh, I, I always started out being a, a real estate attorney, uh, dealing with real estate law, uh, and I've always loved it, especially working in Manhattan. Um, being able to be a real estate attorney in Manhattan is, is so special because you walk down the street, uh, you see the history in the building, sure. and you're actually, your cases are dealing with, uh, with what you're seeing, and, and, and it's really, uh, really great, um, and especially now, too, with the pandemic. So... I uh, published extensively and lectured extensively on the COVID-19 uh, when COVID, the pandemic first hit on sure. what is the, you know, the, the number one legal uh, issue that people are grappling with here is the force majeure, right? What happens as a consequence of the pandemic? So you were saying about when, the, when COVID first hit, the yeah. legal issue. When, when COVID first hit, I was one of the first attorneys to uh, write on force majeure, impossibilities, these doctrines where, um, you know, and it, it especially comes into play in commercial leases here where a tenant takes the position that the lease, uh, you know, calls for an abatement of the rent as a result of a casualty uh, or there's some condition where, you know, you can't get into the property, right? There, every right. state, it was interesting because every state, and it's never happened before in our history, where all 50 states in the union declared a state of emergency. Uh, and the Supreme Court shut down. So, you know, it's something that we've never seen before, even though 100 years ago we had the H1N1 virus that that um, was actually far more deadly. I, I wrote and 
published extensively on that and actually used LinkedIn as a platform. You know, whenever my articles are published or whenever I have a speaking engagement, I do a lot of work with the New York State Bar Association, um, some of the other big bar associations like New York County Lawyers Association. Uh, and, and really, that's what LinkedIn provides for attorneys. And, and you know, Vikram, you were talking about using the right way to use LinkedIn. And right. I think that's the right way to do it is when you're showcasing your skills. I mean, everybody, every lawyer can go on there and say, well, you know, I have this case or I have these skills. But when you're actually projecting and showcasing and broadcasting when you're bringing your skills out, for example, when you're speaking to uh, somebody or you get published in a major legal periodical, like the New York Law Journal, for example, or the ABA, I mean, that's what people gravitate towards, right? If you're a client and you're looking for competent legal counsel and you see that on LinkedIn and you go, wow, and you know, you click on the on the post and, and you dig a little further and you look into the, the attorney's background. So that for me personally, really, really is beneficial, beneficial part of the platform. It really allows you to showcase. Uh, so how did you discover that? Like, when did you get sucked into the world of LinkedIn? How did you get suckered in, so to speak? And what kind of tuned you into like, hey, this is, a, this is a viable platform for you to kind of publish your insights? So uh, it's a great question, actually. And, and the way that I did it was my first real major case that got significant buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, it made international news. I was in the Wall Street Journal. I was on CBS News. I had uh, worked hand in hand with the um, uh, the city's office of special enforcement, the mayor's office of special enforcement, the district attorney, the attorney general here in New York City. And I um, it led to the closure of one of the largest illegal uh, hotel operations here in New York City. Um, so at that point was, you know, my first media friend you know, around what year was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was in 2017, okay. 2017 time period. and that's really when I started using the LinkedIn platform more. Yeah, um, and I, I think it was a it was a it was a consequence of uh, of that. So, so you were brought into the to the media spotlight, so to speak, and and thus the social media spotlight. Correct, exactly, and, and that's when you know I started posting the articles that I was mentioned in. Yeah. Some of the other content, but that's right. really when I, I think I started um, using the platform, uh, you know, quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. And then how did you maintain the consistency? Because like any habit, you know, it's, it's like the New Year's resolution, you know, by, by around now, the new, new, new Year's resolutions go out the window. And so very often people start with LinkedIn posting with the fervor and they know and they see that this could be consequential in a good way. Uh, but then they fizzle away as, as you know they get busy with client work, so it's, it, you know it makes sense, but it's not necessarily a good thing. So how did you maintain the consistency of posting, and and have you, and what what kind of consistency do you bring about? Yeah, no, another another great question, and um, I make sure because if you're not plugged in, yeah, you're not using it consistently. It's it's not going to work. It's um, you know it's just not. So you know I know people say that all the time, and it's it's, a, it's absolutely true. Um, so I really am beholden to, uh, you know, plugging in as much as I can, um, even if it's not something where I'm getting uh, media exposure or there is an article that you write or there is, um, you know, a, a, an engagement or a speech that I do. I will think about other content to, to put on there, whether it's a big case in my particular field 
a big decision has come down. Um, so you, you know, you'd post on that, but I also, you know, uh, gravitate sometimes outside of my practice area as an attorney. So, you okay. know, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I was invited by the um, general counsel here uh, of Italy, hmm. the consulate, uh, and they had worked together with the district attorney's office here in New York. And um, they had recovered a bunch of stolen uh, Roman uh, and, and art from antiquity in the Greek uh, time period. Very, very old, um, you know, beautiful artwork. Uh, and, you know, I posted that, too. So, I mean, while it does have some aspect of law tied sure. to it, it wasn't particularly my business that I was projecting or, right. you know, showcasing my skill set, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think and I think it is important to uh, to have that. And, and you also see on LinkedIn uh, other personal posts, whether it be, you know, a post of you and, and your daughter or your family going somewhere. I mean, there's also a personal connection too that clients. I guess it's my turn. Pardon me. Right. Yeah. Um, which is interesting that you mentioned. So, you know, usually the personal posts are reserved for kind of the literal social media, like Facebook, it's that Instagram, TikTok. Uh, do you, do you veer into that personal stuff? I mean, with, with the, the con Italian consulate and, and that kind of uh, art property, um, as you mentioned, it has legal ramifications. Um, and, and of course, it's also interesting in general, uh, and, and perhaps could be cultural reference uh, for for you and your family. But so, do you go into the personal aspects of your family on LinkedIn? That's, uh, un that's unusual. That's not typical. Right. No. I mean, in terms of me using my family, no, I, I don't okay. go. Usually, I don't use use my family imagery. And okay. And I, like you said, I, I will, you know, use that for Facebook or Instagram. Right. Um, but I do post, like, for example, I went to the Andrea Bocelli concert with my wife in December. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's a happy time, festive spirits and, you know, Christmas time. So I, uh, you know, I posted that. Um, you did post that on LinkedIn. I did, yeah. Okay, because that's very often a, a Facebook post, right? That, that you're going to a Botelli concert, you know, with your wife, et cetera, right? And I'm assuming, it, unless your wife works with you uh, at the firm, it's pretty much a personal post. But it was a, it was a, a bragging moment, I suppose. Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. How often do you post on LinkedIn? I try to post at least uh, once, you know, a week. Or okay, yeah, yeah. I, I try to, I try to keep it up. Is it typically these kind of long form articles that you've written and and has been published elsewhere, or are are there a mix of these kinds of posts? Do you do any videos? Like what kind of content do you generally? What kind of medium I should say? Sure. Yeah. No. It's mostly it's mostly that. It's mostly um, apprising uh, you know the the viewership on sure. the articles that I've written or the speeches that I've done. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like a couple of weeks ago, I did a um, uh, you know pretty big commercial lease here on Madison Avenue. So I was got some nice kudos from from the New yeah. York Post in the commercial section. So oh, nice. I posted that whenever I'm mentioned in, uh, you know, in the papers or, or in the news, you know, tied to a particular case. Sure. So how has it actually brought you business? You know, it, there's a lot of that output. And, and that's kind of typically what people are wondering, is it just something to do and yet another thing to do and keep up with? Or does it actually re re uh, result in results? How has it? What kind of results have you seen? It does. It does yeah. because, uh, and on multiple fronts. I mean, I have actually uh, gotten clients who've uh, written to me personally after seeing one of my posts and are interested to learn more about the content and more about what I do. 
Um, and I've had connections that I've met on LinkedIn that have also introduced me. Uh, so there, you know, there are two levels of, right. of actor circles, if you will. So there's um, that direct potential client responding to one of your posts. Uh, do you remember when that was? I mean, obviously, you don't get all the disclose the details of the client, but do you remember kind of the, the nature of what it was that he or she responded to of what intrigued them uh, or yeah. what piqued their attention? Yeah, it, it was uh, one of the articles that I had written on the uh, on the force majeure analysis. Yeah. Uh, and it was in that context um, that uh, that I retain that the client retained me on. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then you also mentioned then there's kind of the indirect, more like a referral where so you've been introduced to a potential client or a natural client because of someone you met on LinkedIn. Tell us about that. That's, that's yes. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it was another uh, case that that I had been victorious on, always in the yeah. real estate sector. Uh, and again, it was it was via a personal message. That's cool. Yep. And then you know they gave me the contact, spoke to them, and right. you know, yeah, that was it. So, and then with that, I mean that itself is tremendous because it shows the power of the word of mouth marketing aspect of LinkedIn, right? But it also shows the direct marketing aspect, to put it that way, um, where people are coming out of your circle of influence. Uh, do you do any other kind of messaging? Do you use it as a, a tool to keep in contact with other people and other professionals? Absolutely. Okay. Oh, yeah. So as soon as it, it, you know, and I do that almost automatically because LinkedIn for me is my main social media platform, really. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I have the others. I have Facebook. I have Instagram. Sure. But the first one I open, you know, pretty much when I wake up in the morning is LinkedIn. Uh, and that's the one that I'm on throughout the day. And, you know, I, I think it's very important for connections, actually. So, for example, I serve on multiple boards, all the board, all my board trustees that I serve, you know, with collectively, I will ask them to to be, you know, and I'll befriend them. Uh, but also it's true on the other side, you know, with with opposing counsel, um, you know, people I meet, clients, mm -hmm. Uh, and they're all in that circle. And and really, I think that that's what fundamentally also helps to increase not only your exposure, but your business and to reach more people. Right. Because the more people that we're connecting with, the the larger uh, net or, or casting, if you will, is, is sure. able to be laid. So there are different aspects of LinkedIn functionally. Right. There is the what I would call the blogging aspect of LinkedIn, which is LinkedIn publisher, where you're able to post long form articles. Do you ever use that with your long form articles or are you just linking to where it was originally published and do you publish it on like Ackerman's blog or your own site or? How does that work in terms of these long form articles? Yeah, the, the, the long form articles will be published on our website. Yeah. Usually, you know, and if it's in another medium, like let's say, for example, in New York Law Journal, New York Law Journal, right? You're linking. We'll post it onto the site, and then I would post it. So it's not, uh, you know, not uh, written content that I'm writing on LinkedIn. It's it's okay. Fair. We just said that's why I want to kind of parse it out for people to understand that there are different ways to use it, right? There's the there's the post uh, that links outside. There's a LinkedIn publisher platform. Sounds like you're using LinkedIn Messenger a lot, which, you know, it's kind of the inbox, but it's become very chat oriented ever since they kind of Microsoft took over LinkedIn. They made it very much like Facebook Messenger. So it's a much more nimble platform in terms of chatting and almost like texting with, with colleagues, though. So that's great. Uh, are you a, a paid user of LinkedIn? Have you gone up to premium and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah. I'm a user. So I can see who's, you know, who's viewing me. Yeah. That was, well, that was going to be my next question. Like, why? Like, a lot of people don't choose to go in. I mean, you know, 
people in the sales and marketing world tend to, headhunters, recruiters tend to, right? So, you know, we're, we're trying to do like power using of LinkedIn. But for the most part, you know, for the everyday attorney who's using LinkedIn to stay connected and grow their personal brand, even uh, make rain with, with potential clients, it's not always necessary to go the paid route of the LinkedIn premium. When did you choose to upgrade and why? And what have you done with it? Yeah, I I, yeah, I chose to do it a, a few years ago. Um, and I mean, I, I think it's important to see, you know, who's viewing you, what kind of viewership you're getting, uh, you know, what kind of business folks are are viewing you. And I think that that sure. sort of helps also to, you know, what what kind of messages that you want to get out there and, yeah. and trying to uh, have them captured by. That's cool. That's good. That's, that's quite unusual. Uh, do you use any of the sales navigator aspects of it? No, I didn't think you would, but I figured I'd ask. Okay, yeah, because there there is that whole other literally salesmanship, sales professional CRM aspect of LinkedIn, which is much more for uh, kind of outreach and, and solicitation in that sense, which you know is shied upon in the legal community with anti solicitation. So, but that's literally what Sales Navigator is meant for. Uh, so that's why I figured I'd ask. That's kind of neat. So we're going to take a quick break for a quick one minute commercial about what I do professionally. Uh, when we come back. I'd love for you to share with us what's one thing that you really love about LinkedIn and then as an opportunity for you to vent, if you uh, should dare so, um, something that you don't really love about LinkedIn and we can kind of wrap it up there. Do you want your own podcast like this one? My team will do all the grunt work for you. Just show up, smile and enjoy talking to your potential clients and referral relationships. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Are you a busy lawyer, coach, consultant like me? You should have a podcast done for you to get you more clients, impress your colleagues, and it becomes your perpetual referrals flywheel. We find you the right guests. We schedule your guests, handle all the podcast tech, get you into Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and more done for you. Go to videosocials.net slash govip to watch our nine-minute webinar for all the details. Now back to the show. And we are back with Massimo D'Angelo. So Massimo, uh, as we're wrapping up, what's uh, one thing that you really love about LinkedIn? One, the one thing I love about LinkedIn is that you, you're able to control your own content and grow your own business uh, in the fashion that you choose to do it. Um, and, you know, Vikram, I think you pointed it out best at the top of the, the show. Um, and it's to be diligent, right? Because you don't want to fall asleep at the wheel. If you're going to use it to portray, you know, and extend and project your content, you have to be fastidious about it. Uh, and you have to really uh, want to do it and, and do it regularly for it to work. Um, Is there something that you really don't like about LinkedIn? So not, the, the scrolling feature, I mean, if I see something, I'll see a post. Right. And then, you know, by accident, I'll click up so it, it goes to the top. I guess I have, you know, so much content on there and so many connections that I can't find the post. You can't find that person again. Yeah, that can be annoying. That, that's funny that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's that's a, a pet peeve that a lot of people have about LinkedIn, uh, about Facebook, actually, where like, you just lose the person and you can never find, unless you happen to remember, I've taken kind of my personal hack is to just kind of note person's name immediately, because I can always kind of then do the hunting if that was a post I really wanted to comment on or, or click the link or what have you. Uh, but I can imagine that to be, you know, really annoying. <laughs> Have you figured out any other system for that other than just remembering the person's name? 
Yeah, no, no, not, 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 uh, not yet. So hopefully they can, uh, they can fix that. Yeah, I mean, look, it's funny that you bring that up because of all the things that people have been annoyed with uh, about LinkedIn, because there are lots of things that people get annoyed with, uh, with all the benefits of it. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that's one that brings a smile to my face. That's that's good. Is as we wrap up, is there any other lawyers or attorneys that you tend to network with? Uh, that you very often are networking with on LinkedIn that you would want to put a shine on them and, and thank them? Uh, none that I can, not, none, that, none that come to mind yeah. right now, but um, certainly, uh, certainly happy to put you, put you in touch with some of them. And do you do a lot of networking uh, in the, uh, uh, with, with other lawyers? You mentioned NICLA, you mentioned the state bar. Do you do a lot? Are you very active with those bar associations? Yes. Yes. Very right. cool. Very much so. And it sounds like even as you're on the board of other organizations, you're bringing them on LinkedIn and kind of spreading uh, the word of how powerful the platform is. Yes, absolutely. Well, this is tremendous, Masimo. This is great. I, I like how you're able to bring something very practical as an application into your day-to-day -day life. Not a lot of people wake up where their first social media is LinkedIn. Typically, it's some of the more social uh, of media, uh, but you're able to make it part and parcel to your day-to-day and you kind of found that as kind of a, a normal, natural, seamless habit in your in your work life. So thank you for, for being with us and sharing your insights of how you, uh, LinkedIn has benefited you. Of course, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Vikram. Yeah, absolutely. This has been another episode of LinkedIn for Lawyers, where attorneys share client acquisition stories uh, of how they got new clients and referrals through LinkedIn. You can catch a new episode every Friday, 1 o'clock Eastern on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn Live, of course, Facebook Live, YouTube, and then uh, you can download, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, which I personally use on my Android. So I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, comments and questions. And you can feel free to reach out to Massimo. One thing I forgot to do, actually, Massimo, how can people get a hold of you? What's the easiest way for people to reach you on LinkedIn um, or otherwise? Uh, definitely uh, connect uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, um, and my email should be listed on there. But if not, it's on it's on my website. Uh, and email is the best. Um, What's your email address, or how can people look you up? Sure, yeah, my email address is Massimo. It's M is in Mary, A S S I M O. Period. My last name D'Angelo, which is D is in David, A is in Andrew, N G E L O, at Akerman.com, A K E R M A N.com. Massimo D'Angelo at Ackerman.com. Pleasure for having you as a guest here on LinkedIn for Lawyers. Thanks again. Thank you. Take care of you.